On today's episode of the Fight Show Podcast, presented by the Fantasy Sports Cave Podcast Network, it's your host, Alex Fernandez. I'm flying solo for this pod. And on today's episode, number six, we're going to be talking about Marcos Maidana. He's uh, he's over it. We're going to review Amir Khan and Terrence Crawford, their whole fight card from MSG, Danny Garcia and Adrian Granados from here at the Dignity Health Stub Hum Home Depot Center. We're also going to talk about the DAZN card going down tonight as we speak, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Thank you all for tuning in. Of course, I'm going to be dropping some interviews that I had with Amal Williams. He's the number one U.S. prospect at 165 pounds. He's only been boxing for three years, and he became number one. We're going to hear from Amal pre-fight. Of course, I had to talk to my man, the WBA Super Bantamweight Champion of the World. He's in a big fight tonight against TJ DeHenny. I'm talking about the babyface assassin, Danny Roman. And to top it off, I'm still kind of jiggly a little bit right now. And, you know, he called out my little chubbiness. It's okay, because I'm going to get back on the keto diet, drinking lots of water. It's going to work out. And next time Eddie Hearn sees me, he's going to be like, wow, my man, you lost a, what? You lost a lot of weight, mate. But I got to talk to Eddie Hearn for about five minutes. We're going to play the interview as well. Folks, it's a packed card. We're, uh, it's a packed show. Once again, reviewing this past weekend's fights, dropping some interviews I got for the DAZN card and uh, my predictions for that DAZN card tonight, uh, World Boxing Super Series tomorrow, and that Showtime card, who I only want to talk about FAA Yagba. But let's get right into it, boys and girls, children of ages. Let's review this weekend's fights. Actually, before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsors, TubeBuddy. Make sure to check out TubeBuddy. They're doing great things, helping us with our YouTube game and our podcast game. They are a friend of the show. And, of course, check out Zumbawa. They do all the great surf apparel as well. Of course, I'm shouting out my boys. Uh, all my boys, uh, you know, I'm supporting their businesses as well. They support me, so I support their businesses as well. Check out Zumbawa. All the best surf gear in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get back into the show. We got to talk about Marcos Maidana. Marcos Maidana was 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 uh he's gonna have a comeback, right? He he came back, he signed with Al Heyman, PBC, three fights, 1.5 million dollars. My man Marcos Maidana, he was looking like a cruiserweight. He was that man was big. He had a giant rope chain. The man has a gun tattooed on him. And the last time we saw him, he was raking it in, fighting Floyd Mayweather twice. But if you looked at him on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, he was a cruiserweight. He was ready to come back against Usyk, uh, because I don't know any cruiserweights under the PBC banner, but he went to Vegas. He's working with the uh, with uh, Alex Ariza, the new squad out there in Vegas, and he was losing weight. I think he lost about, what, 30 pounds like that. He may have lost 60 pounds in two months. My man was looking pretty good. It looked like he was going to come back at 160 pounds. It looked like my man went from, my man went from big baby to, uh, to a middleweight, and I don't know who he would have fought at middleweight, ladies and gentlemen, and we're not going to find out right now because Marcos Maidana, he was over it. My man went back to Argentina. He went back to his ranch, and he's like, I'm over this. I got enough money. I'm going to go back to Argentina. So we don't get a Chino Maidana return. I want him to fight Adrian Broner if he could have made the 147-pound weight class. For his 160 return, I don't know who he would have fought. He wouldn't have fought a Charlo. There's no way in hell. He, uh, you got to name an opponent for him at 160 because I, I got to see who's under the banner. At 160, because man, he had power at 140, got power at 147. I don't know if he has that power at 160 pounds, but look, it's uh, best best to you, Chino Maidana. Best to, on your future endeavors. I hope you invested that money. Maybe you bought some more Versace. Those Versace loafers are out of control, but I love it. I, I respect it, and uh, good for you, Chino Maidana. 
Let's talk about the weekend's fights, the past weekend's fights. It went, uh, it went head-to-head, ladies and gentlemen. It went head-to-head. Let's talk about Amir Khan versus Terrence Crawford. That fa- that card was going down in Madison Square Garden. It was a pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, let's talk about the undercard real quick. Shakur Stevenson, man, that kid is fast. He is ready to go. He is firing on all cylinders. The man was an Olympic silver medalist. Shout out to Newark, New Jersey. My man, Stax Montana. He's an award-winning listener, friend of the show, friend of Too Legit as well. He's a Newark guy. He loves Shakur Stevenson. His man showed out in the home state area, folks. The the MSG, he showed out. And uh, his opponent slipped my mind, but he was so damn fast. He was so good, the crowd was booing. Like, it, it became boring how dominant he was. He was so quick. He's seen every style in the amateurs, and I got to give Shakura Stevenson a Shakura Shakura Stevenson a lot of respect. I don't know if he's ready for a title though. He's fast. Would he be favored against any of the champions in his weight class? I don't know. He's probably a fight or two away from uh, from really doing it big. But Shakura Stevenson, he showed out. And speaking of showing out, Teofimo Lopez, my Honduran brother. I got to give a shout out to Teo. He looked great in his fight. I think it only went four or five rounds. Dropped my man and ended the show. With a body shot. And Teo, he's got all the skills to pay the bills. And if, if, if you don't hear it from me, you will hear it from his father. And you will hear it from Teo himself, man. That, those, that guy is really talented. He's really special. It looks like the plan of attack is going to be for him to face Comey for the IBF title is what I'm reading. So they're going to have him and Richard Comey fight pretty soon. Maybe in New York City again. He can probably headline a show on ESPN+. Plus. So we'll see that because it looks like it's lining up for Lomachenko to fight Luke Campbell in September in the UK. So it, we're going to have a super lightweight, not not the weight class. We're going to have a super lightweight fight. I mean, it's a for all the belts, Teo and Comey, uh, the winner faces Lomachenko and Campbell. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing when you can see all the, all the belts on one person. Shout out to Mikey Garcia. He vacated his WBC lightweight championship, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard this week, he vacated it. He became the Emirates champion. Who knows if he's going to come back at 135, but he's really dedicated to fighting at 147 pounds. He wants to fight at 147. He wants to become a champion at 147. And uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to say who he fights next because it looks like Pacquiao and Thurman are on a collision course for the WBA unification. And it looks like Terrell, uh, not Terrell, Errol, Errol Spence and Sean Porter are on a unification. Uh, they're on a collision course as well in September to unify their bouts to have one champion, of course. We got to talk about the man who's left out of that picture, the WBO welterweight champion, undefeated fighter, 35 and 0 with 24 or 25 knockouts, something like that. He is arguably the pound for pound best fighter in the world. Some people say he's not even a true welterweight, and yet he's uh, crushing welterweights. I'm talking about Terrence Bud Crawford, aka Salty McGee. My man was very salty this week. He was not. He, he's not a big media guy. He's uh, he just looked very angry. He just was ready to get the show. On the road, and he did the damn thing against Amir Khan for about six rounds. Let's go back to the first round. Bud Crawford was all over him. He uh, dropped him. He dropped him. And when, when Amir Khan got up, he looked straight to Virgil Hunter. And that's the phase of like, I don't really know if I want to continue anymore. Nevertheless, he continued on with the fight. Amir Khan looked like he was slightly building momentum. He was finally landing in the fourth or fifth round. Man, Terrence Bud Crawford is an animal. He switches it up beautifully. He's got great shots. Down the pipe to the body, he went southpaw on him. It was uh, it was a spectacle up until the sixth round, until the super dick punch. Okay, there was a a lo- a super duper looper duper duper low blow. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and it stopped the fight 
Virgil stopped the fight. I don't even know if Amir Khan took the five minutes. I don't know if he did. Uh, nevertheless, the fight was over six round TKO. It's uh, I'm so, uh, maybe the thought was going to go to a DQ. Not my not my place to say Crawford stays undefeated. I'm not going to deny Khan. I'm not going to say Khan quit, but the pay per view was kind of a con in a way because we didn't get uh we didn't get a definitive finish. Terence Crawford did not get his highlight reel knockout, which is why they wanted Amir Khan in that spot in the first place, in my opinion. Oh, it is what it is. I talked to a few people. They said it. They said it was a low blow. Some other people said it was on the padding. Some people said it was way too low. I was speaking with Anthony Garnica, top prospect interview dropping on Tuesday. He said he would have continued. He said he was on the padding. My man Roger over there in his corner was like, oh, it was a low blow, though. So you got to give him the time and figure it out. So everybody's got a difference of opinion when it comes to this. In the end, Terrence Crawford stays undefeated. He was calling out Amir Khan in the post-fight press conference, ladies and gentlemen. It was pretty funny, in my opinion. He said, oh, did you quit? Did you quit? Did you quit? Did, did you quit? Did you quit? Did you quit? Did you quit? He's like, no, you hit me in the balls, mate. So it's, uh, you know, you're not going to get, you know, Amir Khan's not going to admit that. If he quit or not, uh, he's definitely a good businessman because I believe that Kell Brook fight is still on the table. He's still petitioning for that fight, man. He could probably get that fight in the UK, still make a cool $5 million and uh, be on his way. Amir Khan, he's a master of managing his career, so I will give him that. Folks, I need a sip of water. Excuse me. Whole lot of talking. Let's go to the Dignity Health Home Depot StubHub Center in Carson, California, ladies and gentlemen. It was a pretty interesting card. He had uh, three televised fights on Fox. I got to talk about the fight real quick. That was on FS1. Triple R. That's probably not even his nickname. Rollies Rolando Romero. My man hits like a Mack truck. My man is eating a lot of Cuban rice, a lot of mortal, a lot of chicken with a ton of garlic to get that power, in my opinion. Who knows? I got to ask him when I interview him in Vegas. Rollies. He had a devastating uh, uppercut left hook knockout that uh, poor man, man. My, he split the man's lip. I believe his name is Acevedo. Split his lip, knocked him out, put him on a stretcher. Rollies, one of the most exciting prospects out there. This guy's fighting every two months. He just fought in February, and now he fought again in April. So maybe we see him in June or maybe July for the Pacquiao-Thurman card. All I got to say is this. Just watch Rollies fight. Fun guy to watch. Alfredo Angulo was on the card, ladies and gentlemen. You want to talk about a throwback Thursday? Talk about my guy, uh, Alfredo Angulo, ladies and gentlemen. He fought, I don't even know who he fought, he fought on the undercard. He fought uh, He fought a good fight. I think he got the W, so good for Alfredo Angulo. Main Fox card, Brandon Figueroa fought uh, Jan Frez Parejo out of Venezuela. Brandon Figueroa, 22 years old, out of uh, Wallasco, Texas. He is the brother of Omar Figueroa. And uh, they fight the same, even though they don't really talk, they don't really you know, train together, but they fight pretty much the same. This is for the interim WBA Super Bantamweight title, which is Danny Roman's title. I don't know. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into all that. Either. Whatever interim title. In the end, Brandon Figueroa he stopped Parejo. He was too much for him. In the end, he uh, he holds that interim title. And uh, yeah, we'll see if he fights the winner of Roman and Dehaney. But uh, good for him, young kid. Got a title on him. I think he's what eight, 19 and 0 now. Eh, good for him. Good for Brandon Figueroa. Give us an interview. You can listen to it on my YouTube channel. Co-main event. Talk about my guy from the Imperial Valley. Talk about the Mexican-American sensation, Andy Ruiz Jr., a.k.a. The Destroyer. We talked to Andy at his open workout. We talked to his trainer, Manny Robles. They said the speed was going to be the key. The movement, he's got a great chin. He's got underrated power. And we saw all that on display, ladies and gentlemen, live on Fox against Alexander Dimitrenko. Look, Dimitrenko, after the first round, I don't think he wanted to fight. That's my opinion. He looked like he just did not know what to do. He wanted to find a way out of there. He, he didn't want to deal with the speed, the power, and the destroyer, Andy Ruiz Jr. In the end, Andy stopped him. 
the corner stopped it, and uh, Andy literally destroyed Dimitrenko. It was a great performance. Ruiz is a, is a great heavyweight. Now he's petitioning to fight Anthony Joshua. Now, I spoke to Eddie Hearn, and you will hear the interview with Eddie Hearn later. I don't think Anthony jo – I'm sorry. I don't think Andy Ruiz is going to fight Anthony Joshua. Uh, this is it's just not going to happen. They're petitioning for it. Maybe Andy Ruiz can fight Deontay Wilder uh, in the near future because it's a PBC connection. I don't think he wants to fight Andy Ruiz, man. He's not the Mexican big, big, big Baby Miller. I think he's better than Big Baby Miller, in my opinion. Great speed. He showed a lot. Of, he may have shown too much on the Fox card for, uh, for, for Matchroom to make that fight happen on such short notice. So great victory for Andy. Great victory for Manny and all those people at Legends Boxing. Great dudes. Check them out if you're in the Norwalk area. Go train with them. They're uh, very nice people. They will let you walk through the doors and, uh, yeah, interview guys and uh, have a good old time. So good old, good, good for Andy Ruiz. Can't wait to see what's next. Hopefully, it's a Snickers sponsorship. My man eats a Snickers before every fight, amateur professional, and that gives him the extra, uh, the extra fuel to destroy his opponents. So shout out to Snickers. Get in contact with my guy, Andy Ruiz. And uh, if Andy is listening, I need one of those shirts, man. That's a dope logo. Let me know who your graphic designer is. Let's talk about the main event of the evening. Danny Swift Garcia, 34-2. His only two losses are close decision losses to the champions, WBA champion Keith one-time Thurman and WBC champion Showtime Sean Porter. He took on El Tigre, Adrian Granado. Super nice fella, super nice guy. He's got a great story. My man is pulling off upsets in every fight he's been in. It's been a war. It's been a dogfight. He's a, he's a badass. He always comes forward. He's got a long reach, and he's just ready to, you know, you got you ready to throw the kitchen sink at you. Danny Garcia, my man was ready for this style. He was all business at the press conference, all business at the weigh-in, and he was all business in the ring on Saturday night. And I don't know, they, they said the styles fit perfectly together, and they sure did. Granada's style fit right into Danny Garcia's counter left hook, straight right hand style. He loves to counter, and if you're going to give Danny Garcia a chance to counter, well, he's going to make you pay. Ask Amir Khan. Ask Lucas Matisse. Now you're going to have to ask Adrian Granados. Granados was knocked down three times, total in the fight, and I believe the fight was stopped in the seventh round. Granados kept on fighting. He's got a ton of heart. You can't take that away from him, but Danny Garcia just beat him flat out. I don't know what Granados' game plan was coming into that fight. I thought he was going to use his reach more effectively. I thought he was going to move, for, move forward and kind of how he fought Adrian Broner. And Sean Porter, but it was not. It was the. Uh, it was not to be. And Danny Garcia got the big victory. He won in emphatic style. This is a victory that Danny Garcia needed. He needed a win like this in order to throw his name in the hat of the elite welterweights. Because Danny Garcia gets disrespected a little bit. My man, he's beaten a lot of great fighters. He was a former WBA WBC champion at 140. He's won the titles at 147. He, he gets. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. Maybe people think he's a dick. Maybe people think he's too flashy. I don't know, but I like me some Danny Swift Garcia. Good fighter. Love to see him fight. And as of what's next, I don't know. If I, if I was a matchmaker, which I'm not, maybe Sergey Lipinets. Journey, fellow uh, team uh, stablemate of Adrian Granados, beat Lamont Peterson. Maybe Lipinets and Garcia is the fight to make because uh, I don't see any other welterweight right now, any top welterweight for, for, for Garcia to fight, unless Mikey Garcia wants to come and face Danny Garcia, and we have a Garcia versus Garcia, Cali versus Philly, Mexico versus Puerto Rico thing. That's all I see in the future for Danny Garcia. And those are the fights, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend. I want to thank everybody so far for listening to the podcast here on YouTube, on uh, Showtime, not Showtime, what am I saying, on, I, on Apple Podcasts, 
SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever you watch podcasts, the video is here live on YouTube on the Fantasy Sports Cave Network. And uh, let's talk about this weekend's fights, guys. It's going down. Charlie Brown. I'm going to play some interviews this week before we get into it. Big card tonight. Rungi Estrada too. Deheni and Danny Roman in a unification fight. You got Jesse Vargas and Humberto Soto. It's uh, it's a beautiful card to say the least. You got, uh, of course, Emma Williams, who you're about to hear right here, right now. You got Diego Pacheco on the card. Anthony Sims Jr. I called him Austin Sims on accident uh, during my Eddie Hearn interview, but you'll see that right now. And uh, let's get into it. I'm going to screen share. You can listen to my you can listen to this Ammo Williams interview, right? Let's uh let's get it popping. Woo! Man is here on behalf of the Fantasy Sports Cave, and I'm here with Austin Ammo Williams. Ammo, Ammo! You brought the heavy artillery here today in beautiful sunny Los Angeles. Ammo, tell me about your pro debut. You were you only been boxing for three years, my man, and you're already here kicking ass, taking names <laughs> here at the beautiful form Friday night. Tell me about it, all, Ammo. Man, it's an amazing experience. When I started, I knew I was going to do some amazing and greatness for it. And the reason why is because I have a big message to get across to the world. So I know I need this platform. That's something that always pushed me to go harder. That's something that always pushed me to take risks. That's something that always pushed me to go beyond expectations. You know what I mean? And when I'm, you know, being signed here, um, working out, media work out here, beautiful fitness beats, you know, that's beyond expectation. But all of this is just stepping stones to my ultimate goal. You know what I mean? So here, I'm thankful. I'm happy. I'm going to continue to capitalize. I'm going to continue to put on great shows, fireworks, you know, explosive media for you guys. Because I have to. I have an overall purpose as you. Ammo, man, you started at 19 years old. What were you doing? How did the conversation come? Walk me through the story how you got into a boxing gym with my guy over here, Coach Too Tough. Okay, this one is pretty simple. Yeah! That's my coach! Nah, I was playing basketball. Um, I've been playing all sports pretty much all my life. I've been playing sports. And uh, I just decided I wanted to do something that really allowed me to express myself and that was it so at 19 years old i was like man i don't want to play basketball anymore it put me in a little depression i didn't know what to do next um and then i had a dream and it said boxing real simple i told my dad i said i gotta come home from school i'm gonna try boxing he said i'm gonna give you one summer with boxing if it don't work you're going back to school i said okay i came home and i made sure it worked I walked in the gym uh my one of my other coaches named joel um joel whittle he brought me to main boxing gym. This is where I met Coach. Everybody just meshed perfectly, and we've been on awesome since then. Beautiful relationship. Beautiful. And well, I heard you talking to my guy Fred from Barbershop Conversation. You talk about journaling. You talk about reading and writing. Do you visualize? Do you meditate? What's the What's the mental work you're doing to prepare yourself for a boxing career? My mental work is definitely more important than the physical work. Really? Every single morning I wake up at 4.30, uh, I run, I meditate, I go to a hot tub, I sit there, I meditate, I write my journal, I put down my goals, I, I manifest, that's, that's what I do, I make sure I put stuff down. It's, it's an overall only one plan, and I got a million plans to make that one plan happen. So, you know, it has to be down on paper first. It has to be out of my mind. It can't be all jumbled up in my head. Um, meditation is amazing. I think I, I really encourage any thinkers to do it because.
because it really helps you organize your thoughts. It really helps you, um, you know, really take the next steps and things you want to do rather than just feeling so confused because it's a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, mental work is more important to me, for me. Um, more important than the physical work. If I didn't have a mental edge that I have, I wouldn't been, I would not have been able to box for three years straight because I've been through stuff in that boxing ring. You know what I mean? It's not just like a fairy tale story where people are like, oh, when is something gonna happen to this kid? No, I've been through some tough things in the ring. Um, and I know people are like, how is he back in the gym? How is he right back in the gym? That's because of mental edge that I have. Mental, mental, mental. If you want to do something great, focus mentally first. Physical at all comes. But first, you got to be mentally stable and ready. Hey, I agree with you, man. I started meditating every morning. It's changed my life. I started drilling at night. It's changed my life. Clear head, clear mind, and all the focus goes in the world. Ammo, before we go, I got to tell you something. You know why I'm wearing sunglasses out here? You know why your coach is wearing sunglasses out here? Why? Because your future is too damn bright. Yeah. That's what it is. Hey, man, we're, we're, yeah, you like that? You like that, coach? Yeah. Hey, where can they find you, Ammo? Because I'm going to be there at the forum Friday night. Everybody can watch you fight on the zone. You'll be live and televised, man. Where can they find Ammo Williams on social media? Instagram, Ammo Williams. Twitter, Ammo Williams. I just got a website. It's coming up soon. That's going to be Ammo Williams. YouTube. Ammo Williams, everything's Ammo Williams. Facebook, Austin Williams, the boxer. You know what I mean? Okay. That's what it is. I, I, I wish I could go all the way down the list, but I did the I did the Facebook a long time ago, and they won't let me change it. So Ammo Williams, all the way down Facebook, Austin Williams, boxing. You'll find me. Everybody, follow me, support me. Um, like I said, my message is much bigger than just myself or just personal gain. I really want to change the world out here. There you go, guys. That's Ammo Willis making his professional debut Friday night on The Zone. Look, he's got a big message. He's writing books. He's reading. He's helping other people in his position, man. Please follow this man's journey, okay? And look, Ammo, if I don't see you tomorrow at the press conference with the weigh-in, I can't wait to see you kick some ass on Friday, my guy. Yes, sir. Ammo Williams, thank you for your time today. Thanks so much. I appreciate, you guys. appreciate it, guys. Thank you. So there you go, guys. There is uh, my interview with Ammo Williams. I think he's going to kick ass in his debut. He's going to probably knock out his opponent. And uh, I don't want any other thing to play here. Let's stop that. I don't want to. Uh, Emma Williams is going to kick ass and take names, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got to say. Rest of the card, Anthony Sims Jr. I think he's going to floor homie. I think he's going to floor his opponent. I think he's facing Devin Alexander's brother. And uh, Devin Alexander's making a comeback with Roy Jones Jr. Good to see him back in the ring. But I think Anthony Sims, what is 18-0 with 17 knockouts? Savage out here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking Anthony Sims. Diego Pacheco, I think he's going to look great in his second career fight. He's fighting on the zone. I think he's going to look great as well. The rest of the card is uh, pretty good. There's some Uzbek guys as well. Can't even pronounce their name, uh, but they're great. They're great fighters. They're Olympic medalists, and uh, I'm going to take Matchroom Boxing's word on that one. Folks, before we get into the co-main and the main event of the evening, actually, before I talk about the unification bout, I want to drop the Danny Roman interview, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I'm gonna, I had a quick interview with Danny Roman. He was chilling out with me at Venice Beach, and uh, there was a lot of pot smell. There was a lot of random hippies. There was a lot of people just staring at the ring, not knowing what to do because it was going down Charlie Brown. So uh, my interview with Danny Roman, let's get it up on the screen right here. And you can watch my dude, Danny Roman, talking to your boy, Alex Fernandez. Let's get it popping. The reigning, defending, undisputed WBA, super bantamweight, champion of the world. 
Danny, the babyface assassin, Roman. Danny is fighting Friday night live on the zone. You gotta subscribe because you can't miss. It's the coming event. No, no, no. This is the fight. The fans are coming to see Danny. How are you feeling this morning, man? It's a morning, afternoon. I don't know. I got all the tweets. No, I'm a little all over the place, Roman. What's going on, big dog? I mean, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, good afternoon, right now. Uh, I'm excited for Friday. I can't wait. I can't miss it. It's gonna be a great card. You know what? We're gonna try to steal the show. We're gonna be the fight of the night. I think it's gonna be a fight night. I remember watching this fight night. I remember watching this man fight at the Double Tree Ontario a couple times, man. This guy, you can't miss this guy. What do you know about that man over there? The, the power, of TJ to any. You know, I can't uh, take him lightly. He's done the same thing as I've done. Uh, he went to Japan, won the world title over there. Uh, he's been winning ever since. Uh, he's undefeated. You know, they made the power, so when there's some power in there, so we're, we're ready for anything. He puts us the table. We, we train hard like we always do. We change the strategy. All right, let me take these off quick because your future's so bright. I had to keep the sunglasses on for a second, Danny Roman, the babyface assassin. What does unification mean for you? Because there's so many champions in all these divisions. You're unified. You're not taking the easy way out like a lot of guys. You're about unification, man. What does that say about fighters like you? I'll leave that to the people. Okay. Okay. I don't care about fighters like that, but like for me, I just want to fight the best fight for this moment. The best woman are the champions. Yeah. So, hopefully everything goes well with this fight, and then I'm going to play the next one. And uh, WBC, Ray Parker, and WBO, and all yeah, that's that would be uh, amazing fights. But before we go, I want to ask you about your your routine because for success, if you become a champion, I'm sure you do things daily. What's your morning routine? What's the routine of a champion? So the young kids watching at home, I want to be a boxer, I want to be a professional athlete. What is your advice? Like, what do you do? Man? Yeah, I wake up early at five in the morning. I go for a run. Go back home. Uh, go back to the gym. Go back home and go again. Got to go to the gym. I'm always busy. I'm always training. The key is to be a uh, and you're out of the Maywood Boxing Club, correct? Yes, I'm going to have to come by, and uh, when you're training for your next fight, after you get those two straps, I'm going to have to use these. You become undisputed. Where can they find you on social media, Mr. Ramon? Danny Daniel, Danny, 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 Danny. Danny, the babyface assassin Ramon, damn it. Where can they find you on social media? Find me uh, underscore babyface assassin underscore SSM. Well, there you go, guys. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you at the press conference for the win. I'll be watching you uh, Friday night. Thank you. At the four, on the zone, baby. There you go. That's my guy right there, Danny Roman. Big respect for my, my man, Danny Roman. He is in the co-main event. In my opinion, it's the main event. It's a very underrated fight. You know, the smaller guys, they don't get as much love as they deserve. And look, WBA champion versus IBF champion. Let's break this fight down real quick, okay? Danny Roman, this man went to Japan. He took that belt, okay? He was supposed to be just a mandatory People thought, oh, uh, Subo, was just, or is his name Subo? People thought, uh, Subo, I'm going to run through this guy. No! My man stopped him in Japan, and then he went back to Japan and won a very wide unanimous decision, which is uh, uh, which is amazing. Like, winning a wide unanimous decision means you beat the crap out of your opponent. And then my man fought in Chicago, and he defended his title there, and now he's back in L.A. TJ Dehenny, the same thing, man. This man, TJ Dehenny is a badass as well. Can't underrate him. He's undefeated. He's 18-0 with 13 knockouts, okay? He's from Ireland. He never won anything big in Ireland. Moved to Australia for better employment, right? And uh, he ended up being a world champion after moving to Australia. There was times where he wanted to move back to Ireland. He stuck to boxing. 
Both of these guys were questioning their careers at one point, but they stuck to it. As Roman just said, mental discipline is the key, and both men have stuck through it. Look, IBF versus WBA. You got Roman, who is a punches and bunches style. He always comes forward. He throws a lot of volume. He's not the biggest puncher, but he will uh, he will he will try to break you down and wear you out. And Deheny is more powerful puncher. Doesn't throw as much as as Roman, so it's gonna be it's definitely a styles clash. This is uh, Roman is favored heavily in Vegas. I think uh, not heavily, but he is favored. This is gonna be a close fight, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is gonna be a close fight in California. Roman will have the crowd. Depends what these guys do post round. A lot of guys like to put their hands up in the air and try to convince the judges. I wonder if it's gonna be a lot of that. In the end, I'm taking the babyface assassin. I think Danny Mar Roman will win a decision. In a war, ladies and gentlemen, this has fight of the year capability. I'm taking Danny Romano win the to win the IBF to unify the titles, and he will walk out with two straps on his shoulders tonight. So I'm taking Roman over to Henny in a close fight. I wonder if there's a rematch clause because the Henny uh, is undefeated. So I wonder if they would do a rematch if the fight is close enough, if it becomes a split or a majority. But I'm taking Roman tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and that leads uh, what Roman wants to do. Roman wants to unify the titles. He wants to fight the other, the other champions in that division. So uh, final prediction, Danny Roman by decision. Main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, Ruby Estrada. Now, of course, before I get to that, I got I to gotta put up my interview with Eddie Hearn, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie Hearn is the man at Matchroom. He is the promoter of Daniel Jacobs. He promotes Anthony Joshua. Uh, my, my mate, Zach Green from Watford. Loves Eddie Hearn, loves Anthony Joshua. He will defend them at all costs. So uh, let's play this interview with Eddie Hearn of Matchroom Boxing. Alex Fernandez on behalf of Fantasy Sports Cave, and I'm here with the man of Matchroom Boxing. First time ever speaking with him, Mr. Eddie Hearn. Eddie, this is a real honor, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out. You talked to Fred for about... I think before you were losing some weight, though... Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, you're a little bit chubbier than me, yeah. but that's okay. You, we can get that off you. It's, it's okay. I'm like the, got the beard, you know, the, the, you had thicker hair once. Well, at one point I did. Same for me. Yeah. You know, so we're struggling together. Nice one. Hey, man. We will make it work. Eddie Hearn, let's talk about this weekend's card real quick. Going on tomorrow, we're here at the Velasco. Great weigh-ins. Room Visay versus Gaito Estrada, number two. That's a hell of a fight. It is. And, you know, it's, we talk about a trade card, but this is a fight card for the fans. Not just uh, Estrada against Rungvisai, but also Danny Roman against TJ Dehenny Unification, Jesse Vargas against Humberto Soto, the Mexican War. You know, you've got even Anthony Sims Jr. in a proper fight. You've got Giasov against Emmanuel Taylor. It's a great fight. So it's, it's a great card. And I'm really excited about the main event because this is top, top end, elite level boxing. The first fight was incredible. Yes. And we have a great crowd there uh, tomorrow. Great support from, from Mexico and also from Thailand as well. It's going to be a fantastic fight. I got to ask you, because I have a lot of Nicaraguan friends, family, everybody. Chocolatito Gonzalez. Yes. He beat Estrada, but he lost devastatingly to Rungvisai. Have you guys talked to him at all with Matchroom? Or he had the knee operation, didn't he? Yes. Uh, and obviously, we're waiting for him to sort of get better and get in training. I believe he's in training now. He's welcome anytime. You know, the man's a legend. Yeah. You know, he's a pound for pound great uh, from years gone by. And still, he's a great fighter. I don't think he is quite what he was. But at the same time, you know... Um, He's always welcome because he's a legend of the sport. I'm sure you've asked, answered a million Anthony Joshua questions. And I'm going to ask you another one, man. I'm sorry. i got to get the plug in. My man, Big Baby, I'm going to call my man. Jarrell Big Baby Miller, he had more juice in him than a CBS. Yeah. Even the pharmacy was jealous of Big Baby Miller. Brock Lesnar was looking at him like, 
man, you need to chill out a little bit. With Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz threw his hat in. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Luis Ortiz and his management threw all that stuff out there. Uh, I think you're going to announce somebody next week, if I'm not mistaken. or yeah, Probably even tomorrow or, or the weekend, yeah. How are the sales for that? Because I'm pretty sure it's an Anthony Joshua crowd, right? It is, yeah. I mean, we've done 17,000 tickets already. But you, you can't just you know, take the mickey out of customers and say, it doesn't matter who it is, you're coming anyway. He wants a real fight. And you know who are we going to be choosing between it's going to be a real fight. And it will be at the same level as Big Baby Miller. It won't have the juice, like you said, but it won't have, and it might not have the pushing and the shoving, but it's a real heavyweight fight. And that's what we want. You know, he's coming to the U.S. for his debut on June 1. He wants to be in a real fight. And, you know, listen, the fans are going to travel wherever because they love Anthony Joshua, but they want a real fight. We've got to give them value for money, and we've got to give them a real heavyweight fight, and we'll do that at the Garden on June 1. You mentioned Humberto Soto, his fight in Tijuana with Brandon Rios. That was a great fight. Are you going to go back to Tijuana? Because I, I was watching on TV, Daddy. The environment looked great. It was a party. I wish that was more here in L.A., man. It was awesome. Are you going back to Tijuana? I think tomorrow you'll get as close to that. You know, for these kind of cards, you know, with Galo Estrada, with Roman and Jesse Vargas and Soto, I think you'll get that kind of feel. It was great. You know, it, it was a little bit like the U.K. and the passion for boxing was huge. But these are real boxing people. Yeah, like it was boxing is so important to the people of Mexico, and I love being in Tijuana because they showed up early, they supported all the fights, they made loads of noise, they were all drinking, they was all dancing, they was all having a great time, and that's what sport should be about. So we'd love to go back to Mexico. We partner up with uh, Zampa Promotions as always, and we'll, we'll be looking to do a show there in the summer. Two more questions, and I will let you go. A little birdie told me. I don't know if you announced it, Devin Haney. Apparently, he's uh, working with you guys, and he's going to be fighting on the Usum Takam card, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you guys... Uh... We're working okay. on something. Hopefully, we'll get him. I mean, look, everybody wants to sign Devin Haney. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's been on Showtime, main event in Al Heyman, Mayweather Promotions. Everybody wants to get him. So, if we could get him, and I think we've got a great chance, we'll be over the moon. I think he's an outstanding talent. Last question, and we'll let you go here. Uh, I'm fascinated with the fight business, the fight game. I want to know from a promoter like yourself, how do you find this young talent? You got my guy over here on the side. He's 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 up and coming, my man. Abraham Supernova. Got Abraham Supernova over here. You got uh, Ammo Williams, Diego Pacheco. How does a promoter like yourself find these these up and coming guys looking for title shots, looking for you know trying to make a name in the states? As compared to like Bob Arum is a master at getting a bunch of prospects in the states. How do you attack that? Well, it all comes from individuals. Yeah, Tim Van Newhouse, split team management, um, and also. Been around boxing for over 30 years. I study boxing, but I know these kids. I don't know them as much in America, but in the UK, I can tell you every amateur fighter and everyone that I want to sign coming out of Tokyo or wherever it will be. So you have to have the relationships with people like Tim and you know other other managers who have got great talent. And you can't sign everybody, yeah. like, but we've got a great roster already of young fighters, and we're always looking out for more. Right on, well, folks. There you go, my man Eddie Hearn. Give your social real quick, and we'll plug the, the card tomorrow. At Eddie Hearn, all around the board. There it is, guys. Make sure to watch Room Visaya Estrada 2, Deheni, Roman in a unification. You got Jesse Vargas. You got Austin Sims, Diego Pacheco. You got those Uzbeki guys. I can't even pronounce their name, but they're uh, they're pretty badass. So uh, <laughs> check them all out. Eddie Hearn, this is the first time and hopefully not the last. All right, maybe we talk tomorrow. Alex Fernandez, we're out. My guy, appreciate it. My man, uh, Eddie Hearn right there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all of ages. I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. That's the, the man in matcher, man. I feel like when I that's a that's a big dog. So if I when I get to interview Oscar De La Hoya or uh, the champion Bob Arum or uh, maybe Leonard, I think I'm gonna. Uh, but now I got the one. I got the first one out of the way, ladies and gentlemen. Got the first one out of the way. So when I talk to him again, it's probably gonna be a lot better. I give myself a solid C plus on that interview, boys. I'm sorry about that. But uh, Eddie Herney gave us a lot of information. 
Anthony Joshua. He bought, he, he straight up poker faced me with that Devin Haney thing because literally five minutes after the interview, I get the email that Devin Haney signed with Matchroom Boxing. So he knew it was coming out. Maybe he was checking his phone. And uh, who knows? But Eddie Hurt, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I don't know if he left me hanging at the end of that video. You're going to have to watch on YouTube. I shook his hand about twice. And he was probably like, all right, I'm over. I got a fist bump in the beginning and two handshakes. He's probably like, oh, I'm done touching this guy's hand. I don't know where the hand's been. I don't know where that microphone goes, all that stuff. But back to the main car, ladies and gentlemen. You heard the interviews. Let's talk about the main event. Room Visai, Estrada 2. First fight was a hell of a fight. It's back in the same location, the form here in Inglewood, California. I scored the first fight for Room Visai, uh, but it was a close fight, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I'm not mad they're going to do it again. This is going to be an absolute fucking war, okay? I was at the weigh-ins. Room Visai looked a little looked a little sluggish after his, uh, his weigh-in. I don't know if he was too dehydrated. Gaia was ready to go, man. Gaito was doing interviews. He was pumped. He was ready to rock and roll. Going to be a great fight. I have a, I've spoken to a lot of people. They think Gaito is going to get the decision this time around. He's going to adjust accordingly, and he will do the damn thing. But in the end, I got to go with Rungvisai. My man, beat my, he beat my homie Chocolatito twice, okay, who is an absolute legend. Listen to Eddie Hearn, absolute legend. Uh, I think Rungvisai is uh, bigger. He's a bigger puncher, stronger guy. And, man, he will, he's he's just a tough dude to beat. Got, no, not, not taking anything away from Gaito Estrada. Great, great fighter. Former champion, he he can't. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he got the decision. But I'm gonna take Suskrat Sor Rungvisai out of Thailand. This man has like four names. He, he goes by like WW as well. I don't even know. Shout out to my guy Greg Ellis in the chat. I said it was a good interview. All right, all right. I'm, I'm a little hard on myself, so thank you for thank you for that. But uh, back to Rungvisai. He's got he goes by Warscat. What I don't even know. Don't even know how you're gonna pronounce it. In the end, my prediction, ladies and gentlemen. Rungvisai in a war by by a decision. Close one, another close one. I'm talking 7-5-8-4. Be another close, close fight. So we're going to run down my list again uh, to end this card right here. I got Rungvisai. I have Danny Roman. I have Jesse Vargas beating the Crafty Fox. He's a Crafty Fox. The man's got men with bulletproof vests and bandanas over the face in his corner. Not going to mess with Humberto Soto. He's crafty, but I'm taking Jesse Vargas in that fight. Obviously, I'm taking Austin Sims, Anthony Sims Jr. I said it, Austin Sims was there. Anthony Sims, I'm taking uh, Emma Williams, I'm taking Diego Pacheco, and the Uzbek guys. That's my rundown on that card. Of course, we have a World Boxing Super Super Series, right? That's what it's called, the World Bo the WBSS. It's going down tomorrow night in Lafayette, Louisiana. Unfortunately, Donaire's opponent, he had a pullout with a shoulder injury, and they knew. So he's going to be facing the alternate, Stefan Young, still taking Donaire. And it looks like he's going to have a – it's going to be a collision course with Donaire. And Inui. Holy Jesus, that's going to be a crazy fight. In the main event, you got Progarai. I've been saying Progaris. Apparently, his name is Progarai. I love how he fights. I'm not going to bet against Progarai. And I believe he, be he, he beats his opponent tomorrow night and uh, stays undefeated, man. We'll be talking about it more on Tuesday where I do my post-fight recap. And we also have a card. We also have a card, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night, Showtime Cosmopolitan, okay? Last card that we talk about, and I'll wrap it up, Okay. You got, uh, what is it? Is it Robert Easter Jr.? Is he facing Bartholomew? That's the main event, right? Robert, that's a great fight. I think it's for an interim title as well. It's a really good fight. Uh, I like Easter in that fight. Uh, I forgot who the co-main event is off the top of my head. As you can see, I'm very well prepared. But that's like, oh, my guy, F.A. Ayagba, okay? He's on the card. He's my guy. Put it in writing. Put the post-it up on the, on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. F.A. Ayagba is an Alex Fernandez guy. He's always welcome on the Fight Show podcast.
a show about a show and a podcast about fighting. This man made somebody quit. He made somebody leave the ring. He made Curtis Harper leave the ring before he got before the bell rang. He knocked out Amir Mansoor, saw that at Dignity Health. Super nice guy. Having an interview up on my channel with my man. He was a baker in Nigeria, ladies and gentlemen. And then he uh, he punched a bodybuilder in the face, broke his face, broke all those orbitals and then some, and he became a pro boxer. His, uh, his dad was really into boxing, so that's how it worked out. So you got to watch F.A. Ayakba on the Showtime card. He is the man you got to see on Saturday night. But, of course, go back, go through the zone as well and check all that out. Folks, that's it. That's all the boxing slate I have for you guys today. I want to thank you all for listening to the Fight Show Podcast, episode number six, doing all boxing. Stay tuned on Sunday. I believe Sunday we'll be doing a UFC and Bellator recap. We're doing an MMA episode, folks. We have a boxing episode and an MMA episode. A little shift in the schedule this week. we got Sunday, MMA talk. We'll be talking Bellator, and we'll be talking the UFC Sunrise Florida card. And, of course, we'll be going back to our normal schedule starting next week. Coming back next Tuesday with another boxing episode, we'll have uh, my interview with Anthony Garnica. It is Canelo Jacobs Fight Week. May have to bring in some more guests for that one. That will be on Tuesday. And, of course, on uh, the following Friday, we'll be talking MMA, UFC, all that great stuff. Folks, my name is Alex Fernandez. And you can follow me everywhere at Mr. MR Alex Fernandez. I don't want to call it pretentious. But when you got a name like Alex Fernandez, it's uh, it's pretty common. So you're going to have to go Mr. Alex Fernandez across the board. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Type in Alex Fernandez, Mr. Alex Fernandez, Alex Fernandez Boxing. It should pop up, okay? I think I got enough clout. I got an Eddie Hearn interview now. So uh, my channel will pop up. Make sure to subscribe to the Fight Show Podcast here on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching it live on YouTube or Facebook, make sure to subscribe here as well on the Fantasy Sports Cave Podcast Network. Folks, thank you all for listening. Thank you for leaving a rating and a review, leaving a like, leaving comments, and watching live, folks. I really appreciate it. We will see y'all on Sunday if you're in MMA. If not, you're a boxing-only guy. I'll see y'all on Tuesday. Deuces. I didn't want to stop it right now, man. I love talking to y'all. Thank y'all for watching.